This is Lauren. This is Trey. And this is the Partnership Podcast. I'm Lauren, and I am one piece of the Partnership Podcast. I am the mother of an 11 year old and born and raised here in the same small town in Virginia, and currently working as a sexuality educator after over a decade of work in a maternal health field. I'm Trey, and I'm her partner. <laughs> this is part two of In Conflict. We had to continue to work it out, so but we got on the other side of it where we're not angry at each other or we're not resentful of each other, and uh, we wanted to talk about how we did so. It's super simple, it. but it compresses the video, which is fine. It's so fine. Nobody cares. It's getting the word out there. I don't care. I love you. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. We don't usually do back-to-back. -back. No. No. But we both felt it was really important. And we even, we felt it separately, too. We both texted and we're like, hey, how about a pot on Monday? Because we left the last one so uncomfortable. Yeah, what does that head nod mean? You explain. Yeah. I agree. Mm. Yeah, we left it uncomfortable. Like, But it it was like an exercise. <laughs> so how so? It was, well, it was... <laughs> We got things done. Mm -hmm. We didn't hurt, like we didn't leave injured. Mm -mm. Uh, and um, we were exhausted. And then I edited it the next day and then I just got angry. It was like a three hour edit because we shot an hour and a half worth of stuff. And then it, when we have these like real conversations, sometimes I'll tighten up the pauses or the ums or sometimes it'll take us 20 seconds to... So tightening up, and it, it ended up taking three hours to edit, and uh, it was just a uh, relive it. Like, did you get the, when you listened to it the first time, did you get the same thing? Yeah, but I already, I mean, I had the context of, <laughs> yeah, how angry it made you. And so I, I went in going, huh, I wonder why this was so reactivating for him again. And, but I also watched it, and this is the reason we're doing this pod, post coming back together. Sure. So you watched the content again in the same span of time in which we had not found our way back to one another. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what we want to talk about today. We want to talk about how we found our way back to one another because we've done this a couple of times throughout our relationship, but we've never actually tracked the how. Sure. And this one was longer too, yeah. where it took about a week to kind of really unravel it, where we yeah. fell back into each other's arms and started being playful and goofy again, where it was like it was truly resolved. Yeah, we've had other ones, but you're exactly right. This is We've gone through things like this before, but you're exactly right. It has never lasted as long. The discomfort, the separate, the separation, can't speak. And sometimes the solution's been simpler. This time we really, we had to, we had to push in. Uh, compromise had to be a solution. It couldn't be a Christmas tree moment where it's like, Lauren, you just go get the Christmas tree. I'm just not going to be a part of that experience. And so mm, we, we were at a crossroads. We were at a crossroads. On Tuesday, last week, post-edit, I got a text from you that was, I could feel the spirit of the text, which was just frustration. You were asking if we could keep, if I could come in with a clearer plan, and I appreciate that. I always like when you ask for help, but I could, I could literally feel the emotion in it. This wasn't just an ask for help. Um, what 
and correct me if I'm wrong, we both have tendencies when we're in stress, you tend to criticize, I tend to overfunction. And so I could tell it was like, it was a signpost. Mm -hmm. And in that minute, I thought to myself, okay, how much longer do we allow this to go on just as it is? And so I really took a moment in myself. I wanted to hear you. And so I think I sent a simple text back that was like, absolutely, but could we, can we chat on the phone? And I think I thought, what does your intuition say you two need right now? And my intuition, babe, was like, you just need time together. Together, you need shared space together. That, that that there's not really pressure to come. It's not like a sitting across, let's go to coffee and talk this out. I didn't feel that. I felt I, outdoors, something where each of us is it has our own activity, but we're in a shared space. No one feels threatened. It's neutral territory. And I just thought maybe, and I, I don't have an end goal. I don't have some goal. I, I don't think there's a right and wrong here. And so I just put that out to you. It was a really nice way that you phrased it where I was going to go to the range. I was going to hit balls. And um, I think you asked and then you said, hey, like, it's a beautiful day. Can I come and just work on my stuff and get some sun? And I said, great. Did you at all think, no, I don't, I don't want her to come to my safe space? The way you phrased it, well, you're my safe space. Mm-hmm. So the way you phrased it was, hey, do you want to just hang out? It wasn't a, hey, we need to resolve this. We need to do this now. Like, this is serious. It was the opposite of that, where it was like, hey, do you want to just chill together? And it just sounded really nice. Well, and one of the things that when I re-listened to everything, we talked a lot about that maternal instinct. And so I that I tend to go towards, which tends to then activate you more because you don't want a mother, right? So I just kept thinking... Okay, okay, for, don't, you don't need to fix it. What if you just trust in who he is and in who you are, right? Neither of us has an agenda. Mm-hmm. We're just two human beings with trauma and expectations and hopes and dreams and things that feel good in our body and don't feel good in our body. And what is something you love to do with him? And I love to share time and space with you. I just love it. I love being outdoors. I love being near you when you're practicing something that you do. And yeah, something that's not like too playful. Like, let's go just pretend nothing's wrong. We still had space. Yeah. It was a great opportunity to get movement, to get sun, to be outdoors, and then kind of continue to unravel it Mm -hmm. naturally where we didn't have an agenda. We didn't have talking points. I asked questions, you asked questions, and then we talked about one of the big things was it was the day of the podcast, so it was Monday, and this this conversation took place Tuesday, but it was when we discovered in real time that we were endowing this event in different ways, where you were endowing it as a celebration, like a, like a wonderful opportunity to get our friends together, and I was endowing it as a technicality. Yeah. And once... I realized that I was doing that, that opened up, um, that opened up a, you don't have to think about it this way. So that was big. And then we just got to talk about that. We got to talk about money. Um, 
I had a big realization that, well, I mean, for for this, I'm, I'm driving as far as the financial investment, but I had a big realization that I checked to see if this was doable in the first place, and I said yes. This wasn't an overextension. I, I No one forced this upon me. I had complete autonomy to say, no, we can't do this now. We have to wait. But we're fine. Yes, it's it's a bunch of money going out, but we're fine. And so I had to kind of rewind that back where it was, because I, I never want to lord money over you. But this was almost a ticky-tack, passive-aggressive way of doing so. Where if I keep bringing it up, yes, it's true, but this was a choice. You work your ass off. I wasn't, I'm not being taken advantage of. So I really had to kind of check my attitude in two key areas. And that took time. And thank you for not criticizing me. You're so welcome. You're so welcome. So we got to continue to talk that out in a um, kind of in a stress-free, no expectation environment. And movement and sunshine was really nice mm-hmm. doing that. And something when we were chatting about this yesterday the word that kept coming to mind kind of the attitude and the position that we took was a position of curiosity as opposed to criticism maybe that was you like you took the curiosity route Hmm. like that was you really drove that i didn't i didn't recommend you coming and seeing me at the driving range you really drove that because you picked up on my text message where i said like hey can we structure this can we tighten it up i i I don't want to edit for three hours Mm -hmm. And you said, no problem. And then you said, hey, what are you doing right now? Because I had to get the fuck out of the house. Mm-hmm. And um, so we got to talk. We got to go. We left at the same time. We got to go back to the car. We got to really make out, like, for the first time. And then. Wait, there's 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 more. Um, I know your brain probably goes to that. But I want to make sure that listeners and viewers hear a couple things. So at, you know, during the shared time together, there was curiosity. We both asked so many questions and we just listened. And then we played with new words because we did during the podcast itself. And we figured out, oh, we're just endowing it to use your word with completely different things. And that's okay. So we played at the course and we found that word ritual. Instead, we found a new word that felt good in both of our bodies that we were like, okay, we could both work towards that goal. I got to express, yeah, discomfort. You got to express discomfort. We both hurt each other. We didn't touch this whole time. We were far apart. I was like sitting in a rocking chair. I was on the ground. I had reading that I was going back to. You would hit some golf balls and then you would ask another question. It was very, there was so much space. There was time and there was space. And we had separate cars. We were autonomous human beings because I trust you to go inside, do the work, figure those things out on your own. And the the driving in two separate cars was very interesting to my nervous system too because it was, I'm fine. I need to take care of me. Did you have to tell yourself that or did you actually feel that? It feels so good. It felt so good to arrive on my own, to greet you to leave on my own. I always tell my clients, what is something in you that no one can take away? Right? I've got to be okay here. Because that helps you and it helps me. 
if I'm just okay here. So yeah, we had a great kiss that was like, I'll see you later. We didn't really know. I mean, we weren't sharing the rest of our days. We don't typically spend all day together. We don't. We go our separate ways for most of the day. But anyway, we did find ourselves back here at the same place here in our home. And I was changing maybe out of workout clothes, maybe out of something. And I thought, huh, okay, so curiosity has worked really well so far. The kid was going to get home from school in like an hour. And I thought, what would it be like to play and be curious sexually now? Is this the right time? And I asked myself and I checked in with my body and I thought, that feels safe to me. That feels playful to me because I am craving a little bit of escapism. I am craving in my body something easy, something fun, um, a release of tension. I am craving all of those things. Whether or not I am craving them with the person who did make me feel bad about money and didn't make me feel bad about all these things, I'm not really sure. But I do love him more than anything. And I wonder if he will meet me playfully and sexually right now. And so I threw on my shortest booty shorts and a little top instead of whatever clothes I was supposed to be getting into. And just decided to come down to the kitchen. I think I needed to refill my water bottle, right? And I thought, again, be confident here, Lauren, because he not he might not respond right now. His body might not be interested in playing that way yet. And that's, that is okay. We, we have to respect each other's autonomy there. Um, and so I came downstairs to fill up my water bottle and was putting my electrolytes in. And I was just trying to find every opportunity to bend over and put my ass up in the air. <laughs> I think I like changed the trash bag too. And I like bent over, like bend and snap, legally blonde type of action. And yeah, what happened? What happened when my energy entered the kitchen in that way? Do you remember in your body? Yeah, it. I didn't have to really think anymore. Mm. So I love you too. So um, we had to think and talk our way out of this. And I think we did a good job of thinking and talking our way out of this and owning. Mm. And then once you stuck your ass in my face, (laughs) that's not a – it was done thinking. I was – it – you're just – your primal – urge to have sex takes over and we were in a healthy place because i was instantly turned on and then we went upstairs no we didn't we didn't you're right we just we had some animal sex all over the house and it was just um it was aggressive and it was physical and it was fun yes. and it was goofy and um and so it was a really nice way of reconnecting physically what is it there's the conscious and the subconscious so mm-hmm. that's more of a form of subconscious mm-hmm. connection i loved how you put it that it was time to be done talking And when we were chatting about this yesterday, you said that it was just so nice not to have to think anymore, 
to feel our way back to each other then. Now, was it necessary that we had done the communication part? 100%. We wouldn't have been able to, without feeling non-consensual, one of us, to have that type of playful, curious, animalistic sexual encounter without having done the work of discussion first. Do you agree? Oh, yeah. Like you have to, yeah, I don't, yeah. Yeah. One, I I just. A a great contrast to that is like while I was editing, the furthest thing from my mind, because you were curious if I had like taken care of it. You're curious if I was, you know, fantasizing about Mm -hmm. other scenarios, other women, where it was really, it was sex was the furthest thing from my mind because I was angry. Mm -hmm. So it was a neat learning lesson there where it's. Yeah, things have to get resolved uh, because my, like, sexual attraction kind of turns off if they're mm-hmm. not, which is mm-hmm. something new. Why do you say that? What do you mean? It's just, it's something new where it's like I'm, I'm just more in tune. I'm just listening to mm-hmm. my thoughts and my feelings mm-hmm. more than I, I, I've been able to in early 30s or 20s. So it's just new. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I... After we had connected as lovers again, I felt, yeah, the walls just kind of crumble. I've been taught that truly like a conflict is over when you fall into each other's arms and you make love and you're goofy and you have a hard time remembering what the conflict was about. And it's been proven true. That's what I was taught. And it's true. And as we saw, getting to that point can take work. It really can. It can take days. It can take uh, multiple conversations. It can take not saying, we've already talked about this. Mm -hmm. Because we had to go, we had to go back to. My goodness, so many times. But that's. It was okay. That's okay. And then you have to do that also in in really any practice. Yes. Right? In any practice, any kind of physical sport, uh, in in writing, in any type of art, you have to go back to the fundamentals sometimes. Or you have to repeat certain things that you think you've already mastered. Right. And we would never we would never shame someone who goes to the driving range to practice their golf swing. We would never shame someone who consistently throws clay on the potter's wheel to refine their craft. Yeah. Uh, no, that there should be no shame, no guilt, no discomfort, no annoyance in having to go back and say, wait a second, am I understanding this right? Do you really feel this to having to practice the art of communication? When you go back also, you can go in a different direction, too. Mm. So when you go back, you can go in a different direction. I had to go back and go in a different direction of my attitude, my thinking on those two main points. Interesting. Money and endowment. I had to go back, and I had to ask, well, I had to discover that I can look at it in a different way. It's really beautiful. There's so many analogies to so many things in life that take that type of thing. You've been telling me often with your golf coach that he's sometimes instructing you to do things that feel uncomfortable in your body, and yet you are trying to trust the process and be a good student. Um, 
And how applicable is that to this situation? Sure. It didn't necessarily feel comfortable to do some of the practices that we were doing. It feels so much more comfortable to just be right. Well, this is this is how I feel, damn it. And it's yeah. like I, it took it took saying, okay, I'm going to drill curiosity. I am going to drill open-heartedness. I am going to drill be okay within yourself. Give him time and space. Do not mother him. I'm going to drill these things and see if it if it works. Yeah, and I I don't want to be right. Hmm. So that's it's a big foundational mm-hmm core belief i don't want to be right Mm -hmm. i would like to get it right Mm -hmm. and then i i want to live that so it's not just bullshit that i say with a camera in my face (laughs) yeah you've said this long before there's cameras in your face would you do you feel that getting it right looks different in many seasons that getting it right looks different with different partnerships, different relationships. Is that is that a curious practice? Is getting it right a curious practice? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, you almost have to be curious mm-hmm. because uh, being right has so much to do with ego and how you think it should go versus how it's going to go. Right. So yeah, you have to be curious. And then if you're curious, it really quiets the ego down. Yeah. It was... Thank you. For walking through this this practice you're with welcome. me. Of... Thank you for being so patient with me. Mm-hmm. You're so patient with me, honey. Thank you. Thank you for not, like, criticizing me. Mm-hmm. Thank you for not making me feel like I have to uh, dig in mm-hmm. and, like, defend myself. Huh. You're so welcome. You're so welcome. Yeah, I really, I get to learn a lot about patience from you and curiosity. I will say that I felt within myself this time such peace to just continue. So if I gave you patience, you gave me permission to hold fast. I don't remember when this came up. But you never made me feel like I needed to release or let go of the things that I was wanting and dreaming and um, hoping for. You asked me to just hold fast and hold still while you worked through the various things that your body needed time and space to work through. And it was <laughs> it was truly transformational for me. Because the ways that I was raised, I was to be submissive. I was to submit my will to my husband. And you never asked me to do that. Patience, love, conversation, yes. But not a giving up of the things that I was truly desirous of. Sure, compromise. Sure, loving you as a human. But thank you for that. I don't want a submissive partner. I don't want a relationship like that. What does the word submit or submissive mean to you as a person who has no experience like mine? Like no, like religious? Yeah. Yeah, Like it's tied with religion? Yeah. Which is wild. 
so curious. Like my way or the highway. Okay. Okay. Or it's like get on my page. Like so, a boss. It's it's almost like a boss subordinate relationship. Okay. That makes sense in mm-hmm. certain workplaces. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mm-hmm. make sense to me in a relationship. Like a true partnership, it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Again, driver, supporter, uh, make sense at certain times, right? We have we're each things. other's. Yeah. Every day we're each other's driver, supporter. Mm-hmm. We drive this, we support this. Mm-hmm. You drive the meals, I support you by doing the dishes. Right. You drive the laundry, I support you by helping to fold and putting it away and yeah, yeah. making the bed. Mm-hmm. And I think we actually do run into conflict sometimes when we don't know who's the driver of the certain thing. 100%. And we'll be like, whoa. It's like we run into each other like bumper cars. Yeah. Like I was driving, but I didn't know you were driving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We don't know when to hop in the passenger seat and play the supportive role. Unless we talk about it. Uh-huh. Which I think a little bit with this event that we're planning, we were we didn't quite know who was driving all the different parts because we've never planned something like this before. And the biggest thing was endowment. Yeah. No. We didn't, we, and we hadn't found a, a purpose that felt good in both of our bodies. We Mm -hmm. had endowed it very differently. Um, but now I feel ever so much more that we're on the same page. Mm -hmm. We had a great talk yesterday, great hike. And I just love you with my whole heart. And I sent you that Emily Nagoski quote, which for listeners and viewers, if you have not read Emily's book, Come As You Are or her book, Burnout, that she wrote with her sister. I highly recommend them both. But she said in some of her work that strong relationships are not void of conflict. Strong partners just have figured out how to find their way back to one another. And so thank you for finding your way back to me. Thank you for doing the internal work to get us here. And... I love you now more than ever. The opinions expressed on this podcast are just that, opinions. We invite you to take what you like and leave the rest. Partnerships are unique, and we invite you to use what you hear on the Partnership Podcast to build the relationships you dream about. So when we first began brainstorming the idea of the Partnership Podcast, I knew that one of my favorite podcasters always throws in a little blurb about Anchor. Didn't know what Anchor was, so decided to go online and do a little search. And I discovered that by simply uploading one high quality video to the platform, it does the work for you of spreading out the audio and video to every podcast platform there is. So it's what Trey and I use for the Partnership Podcast, and I would love to answer any more questions you might have about how Anchor could help you with your podcasting needs.